Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're telling the story of a repositioning flight, Titan Airways, tail number G-Pone. Thanks for listening. And one, two, three, clap. One, two, three, bah! <laughs> Yeah, I think that works. That works. All right, it makes a nice little spike on the yeah. recording. So, for for sweet little Bri, uh, so brutal. Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah, it's getting close. Merry Christmas, so close. And I, this is, I think, it's gonna come out on Christmas Day. No, yeah. Christmas Eve. Christmas. Christmas. Eve. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. So Merry Christmas, darlings, and happy one-year anniversary to the podcast. Yes. You guys are the most amazing bunch, unfathomable, so never cool. in my wildest dreams. No. It's really never. cool. It's really, really cool to see. We love all of you so much. It's yeah. just insane that you're listening to this right now. <laughs> we love you to death. And uh, so to we are still we're going to do something fun to celebrate the one year anniversary. Um, we are just so slammed with like real life stuff, especially you, Mariah, <laughs> just slammed. Uh, uh, I was I was toying with the fact that this week's fact is going to be that I hate the U.S. government because <laughs> God bless America. But I am allowed to say that that is my God given right as an American that I can hate this fucking government. And that's how I feel about it at this moment absolutely. in time so yeah. you, get, you get the and, fact early today and you you are feeling that way <clears throat> because of something that almost everybody agrees with exactly. like everybody agrees that uh afghanistan was a bit of a mess is a bit of a mess <sighs> continues uh, to be a bit and, of a mess and that's do you want to say <sighs> what you do i don't want to like volunteer no it's fine i mean i so i work generally we'll say generally i work with refugees um and i oversee mm -hmm. currently i'm overseeing a handful of programs but one in particular is the afghan program for all of the um afghan evacuees that the united states government uh when they pulled out of afghanistan in august and you know they pulled out an insane number like insane amount of people which good like yes that's not the bad part um just how they are uh how do i want to say this <laughs> how well, they, the bad part is that they didn't have any plan yeah, for how they would help those people once they exactly got here. there's no plan so we are all receiving boatloads of people or planefuls of people with very limited resources um that the government has provided to us so yay america right. and it's, oh, it's just it, i mean if you can imagine wherever you're listening from especially in the u.s housing is generally an issue for a lot of people yeah. um in the new york city and new jersey area it's close to impossible so right it just so um, they're like yeah. dumping people yeah. like onto you as yeah. if there's a place give people a home like right. as if it exists right yeah and Terrible. it's yeah it's it's not great and you know if anyone from work is listening to this great agency it's not our fault 
uh it's just the, the circumstance of right now that that has me working way too many hours so right that's the delay Terrible. all of that story to say that's a lot of the delay for our one year special episode and casey is also extraordinarily busy with lots of things it's Work. a weird time it's a very very weird time it's a weird time yeah i did um start playing neopets again though so that probably isn't Perfect. helping but yeah <laughs> no but the uh but and uh to quote your cfo or whatever and to bring it back to yes. planes you have to build the plane while you're flying it while you're which learning is to fly not it. Well, learning to fly it, yeah. which is not possible. <laughs> so, yeah. and an insult to aviation engineers around the Everywhere. world. Everywhere. Uh, and pilots, the whole yeah. bunch. Yeah. Um, but we are going to do something fun. If you want to do something fun and you have a good idea, send it to us because we love you. Um, <laughs> a few of you mentioned the idea of doing a hangout again. It sounds awesome. That sounds like a great idea. We'd love to do a hangout. Yeah. And, um, so it would be so low key. You would have us both in like a semi vegetative state. <laughs> but that numb. sounds like fun. That's what friends that's what friends do, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh today uh we are doing uh a very recent one. One of the maybe the most recent one we've ever done. Um it's it's gonna sound funny. So Titan Airways Gpon, G P O W N, uh, and uh, it happened. This story happened uh, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty. So very wow. recent. Not a smoke on a plane anywhere no. to be seen. No. Um, and the reason it has a funny name is because it's just a repositioning flight. It's a ferry flight. It's mm. just moving the plane from one place to another. Mm. So uh, they were moving the aircraft from London Gatwick Airport to London Stansted Airport, which is like, I mean, as the crow flies, not far <laughs> at all. And, you know, just the other side of London. Um, London's a weirdly big city, but that's a whole other thing. So uh it's just a repositioning flight. Uh, it's in A321, uh, and there are seven souls on board. So there's the two pilots flying, and uh, no names for our glorious pilots this time again. Wow. Um, two pilots uh, flying, and then a handful of airline employees. I couldn't find the nature of their employment, but it's very, very, very common for flight attendants and pilots to be on ferry flights, repositioning flights, because they're basically hitching a ride, you mm. know, to the other side of town, either because they're flying out of that airport or because it's, like, closer to their house, whatever. You know, there's, um, at least on... Delta wasn't that uncommon for even like non-revs, people like me who worked at the airport to hitch a ride on a ferry flight here and there because whatever, you know, it's yeah, it's not a revenue flight. Uh, so uh, there's seven people total on board. Uh, it's leaving in the middle of the night. It's right around midnight uh, and they're just getting the plane to the other side of the town. So uh, <laughs> the uh plane was at the gate loaded up the very small group of people um at about 11 30 p.m and uh, they were raring to go by 11 50 so plane's ready to go 
plane uh, pilots go to start up the engines and they start up the engines and engine two fires up. No problem. Engine one does nothing. Come on. And there's an ECAM message comes up on the little computer and says engine one ignition fault. It's like, well, that's not what we want to have happen. <laughs> uh, so, but like, like all things, what do you do? You just give it another shot. See what happens, right? Maybe that one was a fluke. So they f- try to fire up engine number one again. Exact same thing. Nothing happens. Same ECAM message. Engine one fault. Uh, so they call tax right on the phone and they say like hey you know this is what we've we're seeing we've got you know engine two's fine engine one's not doing anything this is the error message we're getting we're safely on the ground right like Mm. this is the time to take your time figuring it out uh the airport's probably quiet whatever um and the tech basically engineer basically says uh try one more time like third time's a charm see what happens if it doesn't work then we'll just call it off it's a repositioning flight like who cares right Right. and so they try to fire up engine one again the ecam message lights up again just for a second and then goes away and engine one starts up and they're like bingo bango third time's a charm all right let's go and (laughs) they decided uh, like perfect and again i just know there has to be an element of like it's just a fairy flight like who cares you know what i mean just that and that of course that's the reality right they're just it's midnight they want to get the plane to the other side of town and go home right so the uh both engines have started up sounds good they taxi out to the runway uh take off uh, and as they're like going down the runway, nothing. Planes are working. You know they're they're at uh, maximum power. You know they're they're rolling, rolling, rolling. Take off, positive climb, gear up. At 500 feet, engine one starts to freak out. Bang, 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 bang. They hear this huge loud banging in engine one, and the it's surging and then going down. It's going like the the power is is going way up to maximum power coming way back down to idle just totally erratically because engine two is flying normally engine two is just running like a kitten and engine one is going up and down the plane starts to like whip back and forth like a truck on the ice just the rear of the plane like whipping back and forth while engine one is making this insane banging noise the people in the back like the employees look out the window and see the engine one has flames coming out of it like everything was fine and now everything is not fine so the people in the back try to get the attention of the pilots to let them know about the fire the pilots don't have time they can't listen to you right now right even though (laughs) this you know this is happening really really quickly they're trying to figure out what to do uh the first officer calls air traffic control declares an emergency the captain is the one uh actually like trying to get the plane back under control they need to come back to the airport immediately so they the captain pulls the power back on engine one all the way down to idle basically cuts it off so they're just flying on engine two which should be fine all planes 
with two or more engines are made to fly on one engine. That's right. that's redundancy. That's the whole point. So and they're they're right there that one engine should be enough to right. get the plane back like two miles. So they start to turn right to bring the plane back toward the airport. So like making a wide right turn. They've got the plane to stop whipping back and forth because now they're just using the power of the engine that's working. And they get a warning on engine two that's a stall warning, which does not really make sense. Engine two is is functionally saying no I can't do it you're wrong I I can't I can't carry you babe I need help that's not okay they are right there but they're not that high either they're at 36,000 feet or 3,600 feet now uh the captain doesn't want to lose engine two which for some reason is is wimping out so he gently pushes engine one up to 50 percent and pulls engine two back and it seems like en- the both engines are actually working a little bit better at that lower speed so both of the engines seem to be like okay kind of working they really only have to limp the plane right there right there they were never even going that far they can see the airport because it's right there they're right, right there they're telling air traffic control like you know we're coming back we're going to land on this runway they're lined up with the runway and the captain is uh, flying high because he thinks maybe he's going to lose the other engines. He wants to be as high as he can in case they have to glide down to the runway. He lines it up, up high. The engines are doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. He starts to lower the plane down, lower the plane down, and the plane lands. Comes to a stop. Oh, Everybody's fine. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. So the seven of them clambered off that plane. <laughs> and now they want to know what happened. Right. right. So top, like, headline, everybody lived. Great. Very scary, like, four minutes, right, on what should have been, like, a 15-minute flight. You know, just very, just a really bad couple minutes. So everybody gets off the plane and they call the relevant authorities and now it's time to do an investigation. So the investigators come over and uh, take the statements from the pilots, the crew, you know, because and the people who are in the in the cabin are, you know, at least relatively knowledgeable. So they take all the information in and uh, come to the conclusion that, uh, yeah, probably something with the engines, right? Oh so they have gosh. a place to start. Uh, they check the uh, like logs for this plane, and uh, turns out the last five flights of this plane since the twenty fourth, the there have been like every other flight has had weird problems with the engine and particularly with this aspect of the engine like the the uh, engine ignition error message with this exact right? plane you mean this exact plane this okay, okay. this aircraft itself over okay. the last few days has had uh like 
it, it's they're not big flights. It's like the UK to Poland, Poland to Turkey, like just kind of little little hops and jumps, you know, two or three hour flights here and there. And over that, the the five or six flights over the last three days now, two days, really, uh, there have been a couple where it was like, nope, everything was fine for me. I don't know. And there were a couple <laughs> where there were issues with the ignition on the engines. So, OK, so they just like talking to the people who were on board the plane when this happened and just reading the man, the, the logs, rather. Uh, they know that it seems like something's wrong with the engines. Seems like something's wrong specifically with like the the ignition or the fuel or something like that, right? So they pop those engines off the plane and uh, start to take them apart, right? To like, and they're systematically going through each part and seeing like, you know, uh, does this part seem to function correctly? Does this part seem to function correctly? On and on down the line, and uh, they get to uh bam, bam, bam. okay so they take it apart they're going through it systematically they get to uh part of the the engine called the hmu uh which is the part of the plane that um controls the fuel pressure basically the the part of the plane that uh, has like a little computer and then takes in that data and uh, controls how much fuel is going into the ignition how quickly right and uh, that part of the engine has a valve called the FMV right the uh, fuel maternity valve if you read my <laughs> handwriting <laughs> but the who knows what it stands for uh, metering fuel metering valve there yeah you go. That, that sounds right so Makes more sense, right? <laughs> so the um, it's like a a valve that's supposed to like move freely, uh, taking in that data from the computer to uh, actually let the fuel in, right? Uh, and it should move really, really easily. Like it should be super, like it, you know, if the like it it needs to make really subtle movements right to let in like a little more fuel a lot more fuel it, it needs to be able to open and close readily uh it is so 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 stuck it like it, it takes an incredible amount of force to like pull the valve open push the valve shut and if you imagine this is kind of like if you have like a sticky gas pedal on your car mm. where if you like push it down maybe it's just going to stay down or maybe you right. go to push it and it doesn't go down at all so you can imagine like when you're driving you really need to have a lot of control over your <laughs> pedal right and you really need the plane to or the plane your car rather to uh respond accurately to how much pressure you're putting on the pedal right, right. so instead this thing is super super stuck really difficult to move so they pull it apart and it's full of like jelly like hmm. a thick jelly Ew. all over it yeah, and it like is sticky and dis Ew. disgusting, right? And dangerous, right? Insanely dangerous. And that's a weird thing to find, <laughs> yeah. right? That's not right. like a normal problem to have. Right. Uh so obviously they like send it in for testing and it's 
Cathon. And so Cathon is something that they add to a plane uh, to the fuel as like an antimicrobial, right? Mm. So functionally, uh, there's just so much of this jelly, though. They would normally like it's a normal thing to add to fuel, but this is like way too much. And it's just all like sticking together and getting stuck in this really delicate part of the plane. Uh, They check the maintenance log, right? So four days prior, before, right before all of those, um, like, kind of weird flights that had happened before this very, very bad weird flight, uh, the plane had had uh, some microbial life detected in the fuel which i'm just gonna say is bananas like i'm so interested like i want a biologist or a microbiologist or whatever to tell me what grows in fuel tanks yeah it seems really interesting um Uh, like so basically (laughs) all i could think i wrote it in huge letters here because like (laughs) it's it's February 2020, and I'm just like, damn, the plane got COVID. Yes. <laughs> and, like, so sad. Poor plane. Jeez. Like, uh, oh, so the poor baby plane had COVID, and damn. they were like, okay, well, we gotta, you know what you gotta do? You gotta get that Lysol, and you gotta yep. just pump it all over everything, <laughs> like all of us were. And uh, so they, uh, that's, normal right okay they detect some some covid in the plane they add some lysol to the uh fuel to kill it um but why so much why so much it's supposed to be 100 ppm okay pop quiz mariah what does ppm mean oh my god ppm um something per minute price per pound per minute i don't know (laughs) price per pound per minute i like it okay so you are not an engineer this has nothing to do with what you do right so uh, what ppm stands it stands for parts per million okay so that's that's in this context right price per pound per minute is what it stands for for my life exactly when your beautiful marvelous husband is trying to decide which chicken is the cheapest (laughs) it's price per pound per minute how long trying to how long he spends trying to figure out which one's the best deal. And price brilliant, per pound is definitely def- different than price per gallon. 100% different concepts. <laughs> it's totally different. So uh, <laughs> price per pound is hard. We can talk about that another time, friends. But the so PPM stands for parts per million. Okay. And it is normal and fine that that was not something that you knew because it has <laughs> nothing to do with anything in your life, right? But engineers definitely they should definitely know. should know yeah they should definitely know it's kind of like if you imagine um like again because the plane has covid right if a doctor <laughs> needs to like prescribe you the like right amount of um medicine for like your weight that kind of thing right, right. Like they have to know the units they're working in they can't right. give you like 10 grams if what you need is 10 milligrams right exactly so and they should know the difference between grams and milligrams right so the uh the in, there should be 100 ppm parts per million of the cathon in the fuel um the 
there was 38 times too much. Jeez. Way, 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 way too much. 38's a lot okay. of times. It is. It's a lot more. And uh, so, okay, so next step is who who put the cath on in? Right. Like, who, which is the nurse who treated this plane Baby for COVID? COVID plane. Baby COVID plane. So they uh, went to the engineer whose, like, name was on the log that he is the guy who did it. And he said, like, okay, so uh, it wasn't hard. It was an easy job. No problem. But I had never done it before. I didn't know how to do it. And I don't know what PPM means. Okay. Right. So they were like, okay, so <laughs> so tell us more. Tell us what happened. Yeah. And he said, okay, so obviously step one ask around, see who's done this before. Turns out there's one guy who had done it before. That guy's not there today. He's just, Mm. he's not working that day. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to do? He went and he read the bag, right? He like looked at the the bag of the cathon, right? And he uh, looked if it had the directions on it. Bag didn't have the directions on it. No help. So what do you do when you don't know something, Mariah? You You don't know something. What do you do? You ask. You ask. Okay, nobody to ask. You can't ask. It's just you, nobody to ask. I mean, in aviation, I wouldn't do a thing. I would just be like, guess the plane's (laughs) not going anywhere because... This plane is going to die of COVID. This plane is going to die of COVID. (laughs) That's it. No. You look it up. You Google it, right? Yeah, you you Google just you Google it. it. That's what you do. Just, That's what uh, you do. That's what I do. Yeah, of course. I know I like, know you don't want that to be the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but our boy Googled it, right? Of he course Googled he did. Because he, he just, he had a job. He needed to figure it out. Something that we can all uh, identify with. Right? Yes, he had we to can figure relate, it out. But that should be nowhere near aviation at all. He Googled it. And so he Googled it and he found a calculator online and he punched in the numbers and he got 60 kilos. He's a problem solver. He's a problem solver. He did it. He and he's not gonna just do this math. He used the calculator, right? right? He wanted to get the right answer. Yeah. So yep. he got 60 kilos. And the bags of the cathon come in 70 five kilo bags so 60 kilos if the bag is 75 doesn't seem like that much right right? uh so the next uh step in the directions for adding the cathon are to uh add the cathon to the fuel and then add the fuel to the plane like add it to the the fuel mix it all up then add it to the plane that just sounds so horrifying (laughs) Like, they do not have the equipment to mix it yeah. outside of the plane. So our boy just dumped it in. Oh, my just God. dumped it in. That's what I'm thinking. Just like, how those. did he mix it? He didn't mix that. Yeah. He just dumped it in. He just dumped it in. Our boy just added <laughs> that cathon right, right to the source. And the cathon like just drop to the bottom of the fuel (laughs) right where right on top of the valve that lets the fuel in and it just turned into jelly jelly uh so okay guys not not great right (laughs) not great so the uh 
investigators kind of like had a little sit down with the uh, other maintenance guys who were doing this and said, uh, like, hey, guys, so here's what happened. And a different guy was like, "Okay, so hi, I did the same thing. Oh, a different plane. Yeah. Uh, And he said, I actually used a different calculator. No. But got the same answer. No. And added 38 times too much, added 60 kilos. Oh, my God. And didn't mix it. What is going but on? That, I know. Well, he probably... <sighs> but, like, so, but, but that plane, uh, thank God, had gone straight into storage. That's where it was going. Good. That's why it needed the cathonis, because it was going into storage, and they didn't want it to get COVID while it was in storage. That's fair. So... Okay, so positives. Everybody lived. Yeah. Right? Even the plane. Plane yep. lived. Plane's still flying right now. Wow. Um, well, yeah. It's, I guess, two years later, one year later. <laughs> you know, negatives, obviously. <laughs> uh, seven people had an extremely <laughs> scary flight yep. over London. Yeah. Over a very, very, very busy city. Yeah. So, uh so they told everybody what parts per million meant. They <laughs> made sure that information was like out there in the ether, uh, made sure everybody had that. They uh, had, there's this other uh, element though, and that's that there was a different guy, like a third engineer whose job it was to uh, check the plane before the 26th, on the 25th, there was a different guy at a different airport when the those other pilots had reported that they had problems, right? And he was the, the guy at this other airport who was supposed to check out, like, hey, they reported some problems with the ignition. Can you check it? And he's like, that's my job. So he used, um, they have, like, you know, their database of all of the procedures right it's the future baby it's 2020 like they don't have to like necessarily use like a paper manual they can go into their online portal they can type in you know the the problem the aircraft all of that and get the procedural manual because again everything is manualized step by step except apparently the whole cathon thing (laughs) and uh the to, to check what's going on with the plane and why the plane is having this ignition problem he had typed in the into the portal like to pull up the correct procedural manual and got the wrong manual. Oh he got the one, a one for a different kind of plane, a different engine rather. And so he had pulled up the wrong procedural thing and he had gone through it step by step. Good man trying to do his job well. He went through that one step by step. So that for that different kind of engine... It, it's just shaped differently. It's made differently. So that that manual called for a visual inspection of the outside, pardon me, the outside of these um, parts, right? And so he had visually ex- uh, inspected it externally and hadn't seen anything because there's nothing to see from the outside. If he had read, like, the right manual, the correct manual had basically plain colonoscopy like you have to put like a scope in so that you can see the inside and if he had done that he can visually see that there was buildup 
on the outside and then that would have caught it so like computer errors for Uh. our boys our boys were not (sighs) properly googling and not properly looking so uh, so there it's uh, okay so everybody lived everybody everyone had not lived if everyone had not lived, this would have been like devastating. Yeah. Like this would have just been a horrible, horrible, horrible yeah. tragedy. Yeah. And just so many people would have had their lives ruined and felt yeah. horrible and just so glad everybody lived. Um <laughs> so everybody lived, so that's good. <laughs> it is crazy to me in like like three days like in this like really discreet period of time there were so many like mistakes yeah from so many different people yep and like they had a few days to catch the mistakes and didn't until the engine caught on fire right and yeah yeah that that right there is the story of Titan Airways. Oh my gosh. G-Pone. Did anybody get in trouble? I I think they had to have gotten in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I like to think. I really, obviously, we love our engineers and our maintenance guys. Yeah. We love them. Um, and I don't know these guys. Maybe they were young guys. Maybe they were dads who weren't very good with a computer. Maybe yeah. they didn't do great in math like maybe whatever because they two different guys did the math wrong the same way both of those guys said they didn't know what ppm meant that is the thing so our boy uh aaron from mini air crash investigation he's the only reason i know about this story he did a video on it and the comment section on that video is like 90 percent people saying there is no way an engineer didn't know what PPM meant. I was, I was just, just like, going to say that. Basic. Like, it doesn't make sense that they would be, like, hired as engineers. That's what I don't... So, it's, for me, I feel like... I feel like it makes no sense that they wouldn't know what that meant. Like, it just makes no sense at all. Like, it'd be like you not knowing what the UN is. Right. Like, it just makes no sense, period. But I also don't know how two guys could come up with the same, like, humiliating lie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why would they both have said that if it wasn't true? I don't know. And those two specifically. Right. And those two specifically are working at different locations or they were looking at working at the same location those two guys worked at the same location the third guy who um didn't um he use was the different right procedure to inspect he was at a different airport okay yeah, yeah. And apparently there's a guy at the airport at the at the airport where the guys added too much of the cathon apparently like there was a guy somewhere who had done it before who just wasn't working that day and it's just that simple he just wasn't there that just seems crazy uh, to me though like if they if they really didn't know what that meant they really hadn't done this task before it wouldn't it make sense that they were like brand new i just feel like what are maybe. the chances that they hadn't ever done something like that before or didn't experience it enough to know right i don't know it just right. seems very bizarre that this is a ha- like that i don't know seems like a, a management flaw yeah 
No, I don't disagree. And it, I, there's something, I don't know what um, they did in the UK for COVID, but like if they did lose their jobs, I was like hoping like, well, maybe then yeah. it was COVID time. So they just got like to stay home with everybody else yeah, there you go. and like get, get, you know, I don't know. I hope they're doing they okay. Actual COVID. I know. I hope nobody in this story got COVID. It seems mathematically unlikely, but I, I would like to think that. I hope everybody's doing great, obviously. Yeah, right. Um, Always. But it, that. Uh, yeah, it just I seems, this, I don't know, it just seems like doesn't add up. No, it's a very weird story. And obviously another piece of it is just like, yeah, were they, were they not qualified? Like, so they, right. so again, what does the word qualified mean? So they didn't know how to do the job that they were supposed to be doing right like just that task so they were objectively not qualified for that task right but why weren't they qualified for that task or again i can see math there's an unbelievable amount of math in aviation at like every level yeah. there's just so much math and if there where there's math there will be math errors and i so i tried to like write out exactly what they did wrong mathematically mm -hmm. and i was just like nope i don't understand this enough yeah, to be able to right. repeat it <laughs> so um but they both did two two different ways of trying to do the math to figure out how much and they both did different math and got the same wrong answer and that boiled down to the math like the what they were doing wrong boiled down to not knowing what ppm meant right. and i know this one piece of it that at least one of them the way they did it was they did ppm uh like 0 0.01 to multiply but 0 0.01 is is one percent not right. one millionth of a percentage right? right so or whatever i don't know again somebody is like Casey, that math is wrong, and I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, we trust you on but that. that. Yeah, yeah, I have no difficulty believing that I got some math wrong, but but it is like a a an error, and that is going to happen. And again, that goes back to this idea that in most jobs, when there's an unusual task, that like it, it's not great when it's like, hey, does anybody remember how to do this, or has anybody done this before? Yeah. And you don't have that. Yeah. And there's probably room right now for a tangent about how that's why it's important to like have low turnover and like yeah. keep good employees yeah. and have people who are there for a long time. Let's fucking talk about you it. Get that institutional knowledge. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you need that institutional knowledge and yeah. experience, and and it makes your inexperienced people better because yeah. there's experienced people there with them. Well, and it's just like Ooh. I don't know. It, it just seems this is a very like timely story for me personally, obviously, because that, that feels like that's how my work is going too. It's just like, there's so many right. quick decisions that are being made with people who just don't have the experience and they're just doing their best with what they have. But when something's wrong, like it just messes up everything else, you know? And right. I just feel like, I don't know with aviation that shouldn't be a thing like there shouldn't be an environment where someone feels like they have to google something you know like that's right. that's the problem i don't i don't fault 
a worker. I mean, would I personally have done that? Probably not. But Mm -hmm. I can see like, if you know, if they were young, if I was like 22, I just started working. I didn't want people to think I was stupid or whatever. Like, yeah, that's understandable. But but clearly there's some and I like, I don't know, maybe I'm just on this tangent because of work. But like, I just feel like I've I've heard so many stories like this recently in different fields where Mm. it's like there's just i don't know like not enough support for people to make decisions so they're just like relying on like experience their own personal experience or google or you know fill in the blank right without any actual like real systemic support and then everything gets messed up you know Right. And if you don't have the frame of reference for how it's supposed to be. Right. And you like, look, like at least one of the uh, engineers who put in the 60 kilos of um, the cathon, at least one of them tried really, really hard to double check. He tried like multiple different things. He like sought out like he like looked at the manual. He looked at like he, he sought out different ways of checking his math and again it came down to he the other guy had added the same amount yeah and uh the bags came in these huge the Catherine came in these huge (laughs) bags so it just seemed it just seemed right you know like the same way that you kind of like i don't know like you know i don't know it's 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 hard when you don't know what it's supposed to look like. Like I, I was, um, I was in a different country and it's a country that doesn't, um, have like the same kind of like baked goods that we are Mm. used to in the U S right. Or in, you know, whatever North America. And, um, the, somebody in that country made cookies for me, like chocolate chip cookies, which is just so sweet. Yeah. But like they, they had like rice flour Oof. and um the like duck eggs or something like not the eggs that like you know not chicken eggs whatever there was like a few different ingredients where yeah. like you read flour and so they were just like i mean i ate those cookies it was wonderful <laughs> it was so sweet but they were really 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 they were like cooked like too long like just yeah. different stuff yep. right yep. you know and again i do, would never criticize this person so i'm like leaving out a lot of details yeah but like they it was so sweet but they didn't have a frame of reference for what they're like supposed to taste like or right. whatever right and or that what's that thing with like rome where they couldn't figure out they had like they couldn't figure out how they made the bricks like they don't couldn't understand what the method had been for making these bricks mm. and uh, they had old like records of the ingredients for the bricks um, and they would try to do it and couldn't ever get it to work. And one of the ingredients was water. And somebody was like, well, maybe they mean salt water, like seawater. And they tried it with the seawater and it worked great. Yeah. But when somebody was writing out those instructions, it was obvious to them. Exactly. Like it's water. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or there's a lot of different things where if you there's stuff you take for granted when you know what it's supposed to look like or when you know what it's kind of supposed to look like. And if you don't know that it's so easy to make mistakes. Ugh, Um, that like idea stresses me out so much. Just thinking about mm -hmm. that, like just, I don't know, like context is everything, but it's impossible to have context all the time. 
Right. <sighs> right. Right. And like, I don't know, guys, like, I don't know what's happening in your life, but a lot of people at work, whatever work means for you is changing. Like, this is a really, really weird time yeah. Yeah. in the like workforce mm-hmm. as like a whole. And that is hard, right? Yeah. A lot of people are switching jobs right now and stuff. And like, like works of the world, like you get that money. Like you go out there and you do what you have to, right? Like go, go you, yeah. you know, definitely not trying to criticize or say like, and that's why everyone should stick to one job for the rest of their life. It's not that. <laughs> no, no, no. But like it is stressful. And if it feels like that, like if it feels like everybody on the team is new and no one knows what they're doing yep. or like, it's not, it's not because you're an idiot. No, it's not like a personal flaw that you don't have that frame of reference. And it's already so hard to start a new job or like you, Mariah, to be in like a supervisory position Mm. where you have a team who's all new people and you have a, an entire program that's new. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's exactly it. It feels so, so stressful. And yeah, and I, I think the thing that makes it more stressful for me personally is that it feels like a, like a worldwide thing right now. <laughs> like everybody yeah. just feels brand new or like, I don't know. And I mean, partially because it is true to a certain extent. I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs during COVID and maybe had to find something else to do and, you know. I don't know, but it just like, it feels like a very wide thing right now where everyone is just kind of brand new at their jobs. And that's, that's tough. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. (sighs) I, so I just, if anyone has like a, an island or a farm (sighs) that you want to graciously give to the podcast, the podcast. Yeah. Send it our way. All we want. That's all we want in life. There's just, there's nothing I want more than a farm. (laughs) Nothing Uh, on earth that I desire more deeply. uh, Yeah. If anybody wants to donate to the, we get to have a farm fund fund, (laughs) we will. That is what we're going to do. If like darlings, our favorites, all of you think of it. If you tell your friends Mm -hmm. and they tell their friends Mm -hmm. And then this becomes a source of income for us <laughs> and we can get a farm. Yeah. And then I will make an episode every single day. If yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> but you just all you want is a farm. Some of the episodes will be ducks quacking. Some of the the episodes will be the sound of a afternoon nap. Yeah. But like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we will do uh, whatever you want. I mean, within speaking reason. Speaking of what. Yeah. Within reason. We love you, though. But, like, that, um, how can I say this? I guess if we do, like, little, I guess, housekeeping, New Year's, like, hopes, like, you know, it's a nice time of year to think about what you want out of the next year. It's a very difficult time, guys. Like, in New York here, we have our cases of COVID are where they were (sighs) in April of 2020. And that is such a punch in the gut. If you have suffered i i mean we've all suffered but like if if and some of us i think i'm just gonna say this out loud it's been a very very difficult terrible time um 
And some people have been more comfortable or good things have happened. You don't have to feel bad if that's the case. Like if you got to like spend time with your kids, if you got to start a new career, go to school, whatever, if you're liking this, don't feel bad. It doesn't make you a bad person to be okay. But um, yeah, it's hard. So all of that to say um, we're (laughs) our celebration of our uh, one year anniversary is going to be doing the buffalo episode so you can look out for that it should be the next episode for people who have been wanting us to do that yeah um for anybody who's somehow still listening but doesn't know just in case such a person exists (laughs) mariah and i are from buffalo or Mm -hmm. the buffalo area and so that crash is significant to us yeah so very significant um, we're finally gonna do it very significant yeah and you will find out how significant. Um, but that um, I uh, get I get slammed by like a truck of anxiety in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then when fall passes, I get all this energy. So I'm in that part. And that's why we started a podcast a year ago. <laughs> but now, a year later, we are talking about doing a second podcast, which is a no no promises podcast where it will just come out whenever we have time to do it. Yeah. This one will still be regularly We'll still be doing this one regularly and on a schedule or as much of a schedule as you've come to expect from us. (laughs) And um, but that one would just be stories, same format, same dealio, but um, just random stories, because sometimes I like come across like stories from history or different kinds of workplace accidents that I really want to talk about, but they have nothing to do with aviation. So uh, look out for that. And um, there was one more thing. Oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen with COVID, but um, we have talked about the idea of doing, like, live hangouts. This feels irrelevant in this moment where COVID is Mm. so out of control again. Um, But we do really like the idea of um, going to the, is it the Aerospace Museum? The Air and Space Museum, yeah. Is that what it's called? Is yeah, it air and space or is it aerospace? Maybe. Maybe it is air and space. I don't know. I well, don't know. <laughs> we can all find out together in person. The the plain Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah. Um in DC. I should know this. Um but if anybody's interested in that, like a, a local hangout or anything like that, um sounds like fun. We could do one here in New York, but it's too cold right now. Yeah. Um yeah. Do you have any hopes for the new year, Mariah? Um, feeling pretty down lately. So no, no hopes at this moment, but that's okay. Aww. There will be some. There is hope for the future. Hope for March. Hope for March. Yeah. Hope for March. Yeah. I have a feeling it's not going to stop in March, but we'll see. Mm. Hope this, for... Everybody yeah. pray for Mariah. <laughs> Pray for Mariah. And uh, pray for all refugee yeah. resettlement agencies all over the country right now because we're all drowning slowly. Seriously. Seriously. Call your rep. Yeah. And, all of you, um, all of our lovely um, listeners and family in Buffalo, I mean, call your local resettlement agencies. I just talked to them yesterday, actually, and they are also struggling. So just, 
yeah and in your areas do whatever you can to help out yeah if you've got a little extra time um, and you want to if you live in the u.s and you want to just google like resettlement agency in your city and call them and see if they need people to like Hey, yep. airport. Yep. Want to drive to the airport, guys? Yep. Want to see planes up close? <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. Obviously, they need people. Perfect. We we tied it together. <laughs> we made it. We made Full it. circle. Um, <laughs> one of the things that's like really needed is just literally for human beings to go and yeah. pick human bodies, beings up from the yeah. airport. Yeah, bodies. Yeah. Airports and housing. Seat, oh. Airbnb has information on their website. If you go to Airbnb.org, they have all of the information necessary. Um for you to get involved uh through the uh like the afghan crisis or other crises or emergencies that people are experiencing um and uh, agencies like ours can book and uh you know you'll get the full amount of whatever you charge and you know it's all everyone wins someone will have a yeah someone will have an actual place to to sleep yeah so yeah um yeah if you guys, I mean, we just love all of you. So if you want to like just email us what you're hoping for in the new year, yeah. that's fine. It doesn't have to do with planes. Yeah. If you want to correct my understanding of this story, <laughs> you're of course welcome to. Um, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. At the Email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and TikTok. My New Year's resolution is to actually use the TikTok, I guess, because I'm go. not good at it. <laughs> You're I can't so figure good it at out. it, though. I, no, I don't know how to do different things. Like, I don't know how people are, like, clipping. Like, oh, just, yes. do people edit them in, like, a different editor and then upload them to TikTok? Is that what people do? I have no idea. I don't understand. I know. I'm but purely Some of you are good at TikTok. I literally thought about... Like the those of you who are on TikTok, I like have literally thought about like messaging you and being like, how do you use TikTok? Yeah. I almost did that. And I was like, that's not fair. <laughs> I should try to figure it out. But again, here we go. Trying yeah. to figure it out on my own. Right. Google. Trying to Google it. Yeah. I could just ask. But Right. Full circle. But yeah. Oh, we love you so much. Merry Christmas. Yes, Happy Merry New Christmas. Year. Oh, um, we love you. Yeah, we do. Love you, Mariah. Love you, Casey. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, or you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Merry Christmas. We love you. Please stay tuned after this for one of our listener songs. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh, oh.
Stones won't grow 